0: So Jason,
1: tell us a little bit about your operation.
0: You know, part of a, a family farm, uh, just just west of our plot here, up around Hershey. Uh, really fortunate to be part of a of, of, of a good group of people. A lot of a lot of really talented people on the team. We're all crops. There's no uh, livestock in there, so we're we're fifty percent corn, fifty percent soybeans every year. Which, which does change our, our nitrogen program a little bit compared to maybe a few other people, but that's that's what we're working with and that's that's where, where we've decided to go with our, our crop rotation.
1: So we're focusing today on uh, technology and data to make decisions. So kind of tell us what your nit- nitrogen management program is, what kind of data and technology you use to make those decisions.
0: So uh, generally speaking with our, our nitrogen management program, we, we, we wanna push the application date as far back as we can, in terms of when the crop is going to need it, we live in a in a in a really weather-prone wind and hail area here, kind of right east of the Southern Reservoir. And the the further back in the calendar and the further back in the crop development stage we can push that application, uh, it gives us an opportunity to to respond to to weather events, both both good and bad. There's there's years we have really good growing seasons and and we need to adjust to that. It also gives us a lot of flexibility to scale down if if we have a a weather event. But generally speaking, we have started using our organic matter zones and then high rate strips within our fields to really help us define and dial in how the crop is responding to the weather that year, what kind of mineralization we're getting. It, It just, it really gives us an opportunity to really look at what's going on that year
1: So you mentioned the organic zones. How do organic matter zones? How sure. do you
0: identify that? So, uh, we started uh, what they call optic mapping our fields back in in 2014. It's it's a uh, technology where they or, where where we shoot uh, red and infrared light down in the soil and measure reflectance back, and we get really good uh, relative maps of our organic matter zones within our field. The point is maybe not necessarily that we get the absolute perfect number back from that system but we get where the relative zones are at we get where our high om zones are at and we get where our low om zones are at and that's really helped us on the nitrogen end if 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 you think about what what one percent om is that's generally good for about 40 pounds of of mineralization uh, in an average year in in a year like this where we've been kind of warm and then obviously wet from the irrigation but not so wet that we're leaching you can probably count on a little bit more uh, mineralization yet out of that that higher OM area. Still probably need to be about the same on the lower OM area, but but really trying to let that that mineralization drive our 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 higher OM zones. And so as we get these these relative areas, uh, you know, within a, a field, we would probably typically break it down from a fertility standpoint in in just a real simple high, medium, low zone. So. So a, a three fertility zone, uh, obviously with, with plant populations, we might be maybe more of a four to five, to maybe even a six zone, depending on, on how specific things are within the field. And then we would take what we call or or, or what the industry calls is a high rate strip. Uh, we go out and put that in when the corn's maybe just a couple inches tall. So what we're trying to do with that strip then is, is a, a, a let the plant know in an unrestricted nitrogen and in a, in an unrestricted sulfur mode of essentially cause, cause we mix those together even in, in the high rate strip. So in an unrestricted mode, what's its plant growth look like? What's its, its ear development look like? Uh, and then as, as the corn gets to say chest to shoulder high and really the technical zone there is about V10, you can really see the development of that high rate strip show up in either uh, an aerial imagery, a satellite imagery. Uh, over in our case, we actually go out with a handheld you know, NDVI camera and check that zone. So, so the the high rate strip within that zone, say in the high, and then outside of the high rate strip in the in the high OM, and we can kind of compare how our our plant growth is happening there. In this year, there was not a lot of difference between the high rate strip and the rest of the field, even even in the lower OM zones, you really kind of had a hard time finding it. You you really needed to, to know where it was. However, back in 2019 and in 2018, where we had the really large uh, grain events, it was really easy to see and gave us a real good definition of, of what we had to do from a catch-up standpoint.
1: Great, so kind of what's your application look like? I mean, How much pre-plant, how much with the planter, side-dress?
0: So the you know, getting the, the rates you know, right is always a mystery. So in our corn and soybean rotation that I talked about, you know, we're starting probably in a little bit stronger position because all of our corn is going into soybean ground. And then was really fortunate when we started this in 2014 and really carried through into 2015 and 2016 to have uh, Dr. Schaefer at the the research center kind of help guide us through this uh, starting process, just really got lucky that there was somebody 15 miles away. So we have dialed back our Kind of early corn, you know, program. I think a lot of the industry for for a long time thought you really needed, you know, maybe 140 pounds out there to get it to even to V6. So in ours, again, we're starting in soybean ground, but that that nitrogen probably isn't available early either. So from the the planter to a, to about that shoulder high, so so V10, we've got about 90 pounds on. In the in the larger rain years where we get those big kind of flushing rains. That's really all we want to risk is 90, then that's probably not enough to get us to a V10 in those years in this year where we didn't get get any flushing rain, got us in great shape. If, if you can see the corn nut behind me here, we're not not lacking nutrients you know here here at all. So we were 90 pounds, like I said, to, 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 to about shoulder high and that's kind of scary because it, it does tend to go against a lot of the, the industry methodology of you got got to kind of have it there at V6 and keep it going along the way but it's just worked out for us. You know, we get, get paid a lot of the same ways that you know, every other farmer does, right? We wanna cash big, big uh, grain checks and write small input checks and it's just, just worked out to, to a skinny that back. Uh, and then from that V10 is, is when we kind of decide how hard we're gonna hit it and, and how, how fast we're gonna hit it. Uh, some of our, our rougher fields where we really don't feel like we should go in with a wide drop machine, we will fertigate that but we probably won't start till we're up there around that shoulder high just don't put the nitrogen at risk to a big rain flushing event and 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 it just seems the plant doesn't need it yet it really needs it from that shoulder high on you know obviously all the way through through grain fill a lot of industry metrics show that it still takes up you know roughly 35 37% post uh, tassel so we really need to keep that plant fed later is what we found now in our you know, kind of normal fields, we'll go in with a wide drop machine when the corn is about chest to shoulder high, right at that V10 to V12. A lot of Dr. Schaefer research said we really needed to be there by, by V12, absolutely by uh, V14. So that 10 to 12 is kind of when we can get the sensory data back from our high rate strip and our, and our OM zones, get scripts written, get it loaded in the sprayer and get it executed and have it there by, by V12.
1: Great. So you mentioned the NDVI camera that you go out into the high-rate strip. Any other technology sensors you, you like to use? Uh,
0: we absolutely use satellite imagery to help us check that, that high-rate strip as well. I will tell you, to the to the human eye, we can't find the high-rate strip as well as really any imagery program is going to do, whether it's going to be a satellite or whether it's going to be air. Certainly drones are going to pick it up really well. And that's the other kind of trigger. If we see that, that high-rate strip showing up, um, in an imagery system, even if the corn's not V10, we know we need to be getting there and getting either our full program on or at least the supplemental program on until we can get there with the wide drops. And, and then the, really the point with the wide drops is is to really variable rate. And that's what's, and that's what's paying the bills here is, you know, where I talked about the 40 pounds of, of in and a higher OM area and then this year kind of appears we're probably going to get more of a 60 70 type of bang out of that you know we'll have a big range with the wide drop applicator and in our highest yielding zones we're we're not putting on that much nitrogen you know really only 180 190 pounds total to get super high uh, yielding corn and then the inverse is true on our on our lower m zones is where we're actually putting on more more nitrogen and, and more sulfur and we're bringing up the floor on those lower OM areas, you know, those, those spots that, that, are, that have not been your, your uh, you know, high yielding zones, and have always been kind of frustrating they yield the down. We're just trying to, to bring up the floor on those lower yielding zones.
1: So we've been kind of focusing on nitrogen, but irrigation management is
0: also a focus of this conference. Yep. What do you do there to make your irrigation decisions? So we're a little lower tech, uh, really on the irrigation decision side of things. And that's not necessarily by design. Uh have not been a conscious decision there to be lower tech. You know, we do have have Accents controllers on on all of our pivots, and probably the biggest management thing that we do there is we use those to to equalize our, our kind of water application program. So if we have a seven hundred gallon minute well and a nine hundred fifty gallon minute well, we need to run those different hours. And so say we want to put on an inch and a half this week, we'll set up and systems to kind of auto start and auto stop so so we get the water on both on a lower gallonage and in a higher gallonage area and then beyond that we don't use water probes we tend to be more of a fan of getting out walking around the field just seeing what we've got going on that causes us to do a few other things we'll find other things that are going on with our crop you know we'll be doing western Bean cutworm scouting we'll be doing doing other things while we're out there walking around and looking around Uh, So admittedly, we're a little bit lower tech on our irrigation side, but the scheduling has been really good to to be able to auto start and auto stop and and really kind of control what we're putting on for water that week.